Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jamer K Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Drew. Uh, I'm in Peace of Mind. That's awesome. What do you do? I'm in Peace of Mind. Uh, I do vocals. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to um. <laughs> Shout out to my uh, group chat. Um, like it was, I'm pretty sure it was the like at some point after LDB Fest. Um, everybody was uh, like talking about you guys in the group chat, and I've listened to you guys before, so I was like, you know, pretty stoked that everybody was amped on your guys' set from the fest, and oh, yeah. um, that's what kind of sparked all of this. I just um, asked if anybody could um, put me in contact with uh, you, and uh, shout outs to Max for making that happen. So yeah, so I'm really stoked that we're here doing this. Yeah, this is uh, sick. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Look, I, I want to take it back. Um, can you uh, tell me about like your upbringing? Um, are have you always been from Tulsa? Um. Yeah. Well. Yes and no. Uh, I was born here. And I moved away uh, when I was about four years old uh, I moved to a small town called Jackson Tennessee which is about an hour outside of Memphis on your way to Nashville um, but I always came back to Tulsa like to visit family and stuff so I mean I still would sometimes come to shows here but when I really started like getting into hardcore and going to shows it was in Tennessee uh, so yeah probably yeah. about that age I was like uh, 13 or 14 when you uh, went out to Tennessee um, like what bands were you seeing live out there like how's the scene um well really it was really it was very different for me the way that I got into going to shows um, Memphis was is, was badass like I mean it, right now it's actually kind of having a little bit of a resurgence with like reserving dirt naps and things coming out of there and they're starting to do shows are starting to do a lot better but I used to go to this place called Skate Park in Memphis and um, I would pay to skate all day and then go to whatever show was like that night you would pay like an extra ten dollars or something and um, sometimes it would be just like a local show or sometimes it'd be something really fucking badass it was uh, literally just the walk of the whatever day you showed up uh but and then uh sometimes i would go to shows in nashville and nashville was actually really badass too there was um <coughs> a lot of bands like uh hollywood was from nashville and uh they used to play a lot back in the day like the muse and old rocket town uh rocket town used to be on a place on like a place called sixth street and they tore it down and they made a new one. And it's a uh, last time I went there, it was whatever. Uh, but yeah, old one was sick. Uh, so yeah, shout out to that. <laughs> but so yeah, that was kind of where I came from. Going back to the skate park, did you um, know that shows were going on when you first started going, or did it just like happen randomly? Like you were skating and they're like, "Hey, there's a show going on tonight. Like, if you want to come, it's like ten extra dollars." Um, I kind of knew. Like, I w I knew I didn't know exactly what shows were going on going into it. I just knew there would be like some sort of event that night. Uh, just because I would ride with a group of friends from. 
uh, Jackson. So we would drive like an hour with like our friend's dad would take us. And uh, so, yeah, they were just like, yeah, we're going to go skate all day. And then there's a show that night. And we're going to stay for the show. And I'm like, sick. I'm in. <laughs> so that was most of my Saturdays growing up, unless there was like a cool show <laughs> somewhere else in Nashville or something. And you said that would happen when you were 13, 14 years old. Uh, how are you? How old are you right now? I'm 28. So. Okay. So we're actually not that um, far off from age. I'm uh, 30 right now. So. Oh, I, I can, Yeah. So I, I can kind of understand the time period of uh, hardcore music. Yeah. Then. When this was. <laughs> yeah. So. So from going to the shows at the the skate park, um, when did you get back to Tulsa full time? Uh, I moved back home back here uh, when I was in the summer of 2006. No, 2007. Sorry. Uh, So, yeah, I was about 16 years old going into my junior year of high school. So. That was when we moved back here, and then uh, it was a lot more badass to me because I was like, oh, sick, shows are like 20 minutes away rather than an hour or an hour and a half away, So, which was a lot cooler. Yeah, I, I definitely know how that is because um, growing up, I, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but growing up, I lived in Palm Springs, and there was a barely a oh, scene I know out here. That's that. Yeah, so yeah. Th- th- there was like barely a hardcore scene out here. I just like give a lot of uh, praise to this guy uh, named Steve Kipple. He like mm-hmm. worked his butt off to get uh, a lot of good shows down here, things that like would never happen today just because nobody is willing to put the effort that he did to bring stuff to the desert. So for the most part, like we would have to drive an hour and a half to the showcase theater in Corona or 30 minutes or an extra 30 minutes to the chain reaction in Anaheim. And like, I, I definitely understood that struggle because like, you know, building up to it, it was like the best feeling like, hell yeah. Like we're finally going to the show. But then as soon as the show ended, we're like, shit, we have to drive back home. And it was just the worst part because Nobody, like, you know, still had energy. Everybody was, like, tired and wiped out. But, yeah. Like, we didn't really have, like, another choice. We, we, we had to get home, you know? Yeah. That, <laughs> we still struggle with that, with driving to Oklahoma City or driving to Dallas or Kansas City or anything like that still. Because we, we'll make that drive uh, not as frequent as I used to, but still sometimes. If there's a cool enough show, we'll uh, do the four-hour trek down to dallas or something so damn four hours seems like such a huge mission because like for me like where i'm at in southern california um we get to a good show like you know um at max like an hour and a half because like we could like i'm in orange county we could hit uh la in less than an hour we could hit san diego probably an hour and a half two hours well yeah where you live though you like you have those badass tours that go to Dallas or Kansas City go to LA and San Diego. Um, the only thing that sucks about us is that we always get, as I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Flyover Fest, this is hence the name, is we get uh, always flown over or underneath. <coughs> they either go to Dallas or they go to Kansas City rather than playing. No one ever, it's uh, rare to have something fucking 
way sick to come to Oklahoma City or Tulsa, you know, all the time. Like we got that knock the knocked loose tours coming here, which is uh which is sick. Uh but uh you know, the normal like say that terror backtrack tour, uh like we that didn't the closest to that was Dallas or Kansas City if I wanted to go. So something like that, like, you know, you gotta do a drive if you really want to go <laughs> and uh, i was actually going to bring up flower fest like later in the conversation but we can talk about it now so um i mean yeah either or it's fine yeah so the i i think the name is uh kind of funny because you guys you know i kind of like realize like where you're at so you're just kind of just like using that name um yeah so was uh 2017 what was that the first flyover fest if i'm correct right yes yeah it was and I saw the the lineup for both, and you guys played both of them, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, so who puts the, that fest on? And um, I, I think it's an awesome idea for like your guys' scene to actually bring like a festival like that to bring bands that normally don't come through um, Tulsa to Tulsa. Um, my, yeah. my question is, is like, um, how did that come about? And like, will there um, be another one this year? We have uh, so the fe- the fest is done by our bass player Dustin. He is actually like him and the guy uh, that owned the venue. Um, his name's Simon. Uh, they are the uh, people that organize and uh, situate everything. Um, there's a few other like myself and a few others that you know they maybe ask for uh, advice on who to get or something or another ask our opinions but um they are everything else behind it um and uh he's talked about doing another one um i'm not a hundred percent sure uh but yeah they uh i don't know he i think he's gonna do it but then we have prom core coming up this year with like a brace war and bent life and so he may not or he may just push it back a little further um not really 100 percent sure i haven't really picked at his brain enough that, to find out <laughs> so okay tell me more about but, this yeah. prom core um what prom core so prom core came back uh last year our friend aaron puts it together he is uh aaron is not like a promoter necessarily or anything he's just a dude that's in a cool band called tell lies that he plays guitar for and um when i first like when i was younger going to shows uh in tulsa when i moved here when i was 16 17 he was doing this thing called prom core uh around may and uh but now it's kind of starting to fall more into the summer. It used to be like legitimately around prom. Uh, and, um, then, uh, he did another thing that was kind of along the same lines called murder fest, but now he brought it back and he's doing it to like, he's, uh, made it into a charity event. So he's giving, uh, money from the fest to the Oklahoma equality center and um so he's like doing a cool thing and then giving back which is 
we uh, in Oklahoma, we actually do that type of stuff a lot. Um, you'll see us have like a benefit show or we have these OKHC shirts that will make just different colorways or different designs or things for to help someone in our community like all the time uh we've made them for our friends uh for multiple reasons or for hospital bills or anything so it's kind of a cool thing that uh i don't know it's just something that we do here we scratch scratch my back i'll scratch yours type of situation i guess so it's kind of nice you know everybody helping each other out yeah, that, that's definitely awesome that um, the like local hardcore community can come together to support one of their own um, instead of them posting like a GoFundMe, which is like uh, just kind of gotten crazy at some points. You know, people. Posting, yeah, like, po- posting, it really has. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's interesting because um, like most of the time GoFundMe is like it, like I love to help out if it's for like a legit cause but i've seen some like yeah. ridiculous ones so I, I think it's really awesome that you guys can uh, come together to actually uh help somebody out for like good reason you know yeah so yeah it's way <laughs> sick um and then like this year too like last year with Promcore, he did a lot of uh a lot of reunions a lot more reunions than this year um which were a lot cooler to like everybody uh, here in our community that grew up because uh, there were I, I unfortunately couldn't go but there were bands that like I haven't seen you know since I first moved here so like good ten ten years ago so uh, that that was pretty cool to see that they were they even got back together to play a show um, but yeah. This year it would still be cool. There's still some reunions. Uh, there's this band called Enlo, which was like an old Oklahoma hardcore band from like melodic-y hardcore band from uh, way back in the day. Uh, Aaron used to be in that band, actually. Now I think about it. Um, but they were on Blood and Ink Records, if you ever knew what that was. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that that's kind of like the one of the cool things, and there's a few other like bands doing reunions, but then we got Race War and Bet Life. So, but yeah, Sorry. that's awesome. When does the prom core um, happen? Um, May. It's in May. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know the dates off the top of my head. I'm awful with that stuff. I need to start writing things down. It's all good. I am really bad um, at a lot of stuff. I have like I used to have this problem where I would like double book like hangouts with friends and I would feel so bad and get stressed out and I would just not hang out with anybody. I would just. Um, oh, man, just, I know what you mean. Yeah, because like I you know legitimately wanted to hang out with everybody. But the fact that um, I double booked, I just felt really bad. So I just um, just dipped out and just ghosted everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know 100% what you mean. Me and this one friend of mine, we've been trying to hang out for like a month and a half almost, but it just for some reason has not worked. And it's like same type of situation. You know, we both work all the time, but we just like, I don't know, make up. We always uh, find some sort of reason or another just to be lazy and not drive over to one one another's house. (laughs) So going back uh, you mentioned blood and ink records 
Yeah. Uh, so growing up in like, like when I was younger, my younger days of hardcore, um, you know, blood and ink face down records was like really huge at the time. Oh uh, yeah. I was just curious. Um, were you into like that section of hardcore at, at that period? Yeah, I was huge into that stuff. Um, that's what really got me into <laughs> hardcore uh, in the first place. Um, the reason we lived, I lived in Tennessee was because my dad had a church um, and my dad was a pastor growing up. So, I mean, if you listen to my band, that makes a lot of sense to the lyrics that I write. Uh, but they, um, yeah, so I could only listen to like Christian stuff and for a little bit and my friend burnt me a Zayo mix and that was the end of that and uh yeah i just linked uh lot, latched on to solid state and face down and uh just started figuring out every band that i could possibly find and then you know reading liner notes and just fi- looking up stuff and yeah, that was a big uh, part of my youth. Stretch Armstrong and Comeback Kid, Figure Four, uh, X, Death Star X, stuff like that. <laughs> Yo, I'm so stoked that you mentioned Death Star. I, I feel like that band was so sick, but like it was just like Dude, this weird time Monster period. Garage. That shit was awesome. I I definitely remember that. That was actually pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. But yeah, that, uh, what's funny. So you live, um, in Southern California. So were you big into like sleeping giant and stuff too? Yeah. So uh, growing like, like early days into hardcore, um, I just like, you know, from where I come from, I thought like, you know, everybody was into face down because in my mind, from like my perspective, like, you know, these were like, you know, some of the greatest bands at the time. So yeah, yeah, I was into like, like seven star uh bloody sunday um and Dude. then uh, like then towards the end of all that yeah like um, when sleeping giant came out like i'll never forget like um when sleeping giant was like you know like um they had like their first record coming out um i was with my um buddy casey logan and he uh was like yo i, I just got a text from david we got to go to Palm Desert because he just got a copy of the new Sleeping Giant CD. It leaked. So like we like rushed across <laughs> town, uh, got like a burnt copy of like the leaked album. And we just like put it on and just drove around the desert, just bumping this record just because we knew that like that band was going to be special. And like, it, like just everything yeah. about that first record was just amazing. That band was huge. I went and saw that band on like <coughs> their to my knowledge, it was their first time ever playing out of the state of California, and it was in. They played in Nashville, okay. and uh, so I did the drive, and because I lived still in Tulsa, I like, <laughs> had already moved back to Tulsa, so I did the drive, and I went to that show, and that show was sick at the time. Um, but yeah, that band was badass. Uh, I've been to a million Sleeping Giant shows. Uh, I saw them at Glass House uh, a few times too because uh they i was on a screen the prayer tour that they did once and uh and then i've just seen them a bunch <clears throat> sorry <laughs> but yeah uh great band what were you doing on the tour uh i was at that time i was working with like um just a 
a uh, clothing line that was based out of Tulsa, and they sponsored the tour. They were called Doom Rocket Clothing, and I was just hanging. It was a uh, I literally had just graduated high school <coughs> and just went on tour for the summer, and yeah, I was just chilling and then uh, trying to sell shirts. And then I went to college for a little bit, and then I eventually started actually selling merch for, for real for a long time, until like recently, within like about the last year or so. And but, when you say uh, sell merch for real, for real, what do you mean by that? Uh, like I I used to work with like a bunch of bands and get hired to do warp tours and whatever else. Uh, you know, I've worked for like terror i've worked for terror for a while i worked with prong uh like the industrial 90s band prong um and uh worked for the acacia strain unearth a bunch um a bunch of metal bands so but within like the last year not uh last summer the one before I took a, I really like, that was when I really started focusing on peace of mind a lot more. And, uh, that's why you've seen us probably, or heard a lot more about us probably doing a lot, uh, doing more touring and things like that. It's just because I've taken a break from doing everything else and just wanted to do my band for once. <laughs> so going back to, to the merch, uh, uh, was that just, you just got tired of being out on the road and, or you just yeah, wanted to um, focus on the band? It was a little bit of both. <coughs> it was a, it was there was a lot of things honestly to it. Um uh, everybody always asked me they'd be like, "When do you think that you're going to be done doing that stuff?" cuz I did it for so long and finally I was just like, "I don't know, one day I'm just going to hit a wall and be like, I'm done." Um because I never really had a real like timeline when I started doing it. I was just like, I'm just going to start doing merch for bands and see how far it takes me until I decide I want to stop. And that's what I did. And then, uh, then, and I like was making money at it, like enough money to, to live. Uh, so I was like, I don't need a real job. So I was just doing that for, uh, every other month or so. And then, uh, yeah, finally I just got, I was, just in the back of the van one day and I was just like, I think I'm over this. And <laughs> then, uh, I, at that point in time though, I had been on tour for a long time. Uh, pretty much that whole, like probably like about six months almost straight. And then, uh, I still had to go like do the whole summer. So that may have been a little bit, but that's what broke me. And I finally like got over it and I was like, I'm done with this. And then I just came back home and started, I have always had, um, a full-time job at home that would like let me leave. And I just came home and started working full-time all the time and, uh, just do that. And now I, now I work at a new place doing the same thing that I was doing before. Uh, but I just, uh, make more money doing it now. So. That's awesome. I think it's always awesome when people are able to like find a job that will go out and let them like, you know, do what they want and yeah. still like, you know, have a spot for them. Cause it, you know, obviously 
to to give somebody a job is a big deal. Um, so the fact that they let you leave and uh, come back, I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, my job now. Um, <coughs> before the the job that I worked at before, I worked there until um, six months ago. And then I got this new job. Um, I make eyeglasses. Sorry, um, that's what I make. That's what I do for a living. Uh, aside from, well, I guess just aside from peace of mind shit. Like, well, peace of mind is not a living. I take that back. Um, but aside from like whenever I was merching, aside from doing that, I would make eyeglasses. And uh, but now I just do that full time. But um, yeah. Uh, they like my job now is kind of like I told him as soon as I got my interview about the band and he was kind of like, well, that's cool that you do that. Uh, I don't care if you tour as long as you're here uh, whenever you're not touring. So that's the deal that I made. And every time that I brought up anything for peace of mind since then, uh, they've been cool with everything. So it's been good so far. That's awesome. When you say you make eyeglasses, like, are you talking about like the frames or are you putting into like the lenses? Yeah, uh, give or take. Uh, <clears throat> there's a, a million steps to it. Um, <clears throat> now, I used to, my old place that I used to work at, uh, it was like an hour or less type of place. So I used to do the whole, the whole, uh, every step that you would do to make a pair of glasses. Aside from like, like you tens blank that will have a prescription in it and dial it into this machine, yada, yada, yada. And, um, I would do all of it, but now I work my job now. Like we do so many jobs, uh, that you have to have a person per step. So I'll, but I can do, uh, I'm able to do like a bunch of different things cause I've been doing it for so long. Uh, so they'll have me run machines or have me just, uh, put the lenses inside of the frames or, uh, whatever else fix frames or anything. So I don't know since I'm, I make myself useful so that that way when I'm there, uh, it is more valuable so that they'll let me leave. So it works out. Hell yeah. But uh, okay. We're like almost like 30 minutes in. I, I guess I could finally ask you a question about peace of mind. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's all good. This is great. This is what I love. Just, you know, conversation. This is super cool. But uh, uh, peace of mind, you guys started in 2015. Yeah. Did you guys ever put out a demo or did you guys just put out that first, um, was it an EP? Uh, no, yeah. Kiss of Peace was like the first EP, but we have a demo out too, uh, that has, I think six songs on it, at least five. There's an, I think there's an intro and five songs. I never count the intro. So, but, uh, yeah, there's a, it's, it's on the internet. I think it's on Apple Music and Spotify, actually. Um, you know, I'm checking right now, and it's actually 
on your Bandcamp as well. I just didn't click the more releases button because it literally shows everything up until that. Oh, you're good. We have a <laughs> when what? whenever I go back, whenever like I'll sometimes sit down and think about it, and I'm like, man, we have a <laughs> lot of music out, <laughs> like a lot more than a normal band that is like our size, I guess. Uh, not our size, I wouldn't say that, but like you know, for being a smaller band, that's just been a lot more DIY. Uh, we have a lot of music out, I think. So it's so not a bad thing. <laughs> back in 2015, how did the band kind of form? Um, I came to our guitar player, Jacob, and our old drummer, uh, Tyson. He's in a band called Maniac. Uh, they're from Massachusetts. Oh. They're really good. My buddy um, Keith Freeman's in that band. Oh, sick. Um, is that the Z Boy Bass? Yes. Okay, I know who that. I I've uh, remember that guy now. Yeah, um, great band. But uh, they, um, yeah, uh, he was also in the band when we first started. And what's funny about the band was I uh, wanted to sound like Blacklisted, and that's not at all what we got. But I like <coughs> what we got, so that's okay with me. Uh, but, um, yeah, and then we eventually asked Dustin to join. Um, he was uh, just, I don't know, he joined not long after we all got together. Because when we all, when us three had gotten together, we had we had wrote, I think we had written the whole demo already. Uh, and then um, we asked Dustin to join later. But, yeah, and then uh, Skylar joined our other guitar player in, like, 2016. So about a year after we finally added in the second guitar player. <laughs> so going from uh, Kiss of Peace, um, you guys came out with a like a promo tape and a single. Um, what led up to the release of um, Trilogy? Because when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I kind of like that you guys decided to compile everything you guys had put out before onto that. It kind of reminded me of um, The Weeknd. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened oh, to Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, how did that come we, about? Uh, well, uh, with Trilogy, it kind of... So we had already done Kiss of Peace and the singles and all, and uh, the Harsh Reality EP. And... We were finally right. Like we have another seven inch that's about to come out this year, um, and we had that those songs, and then the two songs for the split were pretty. Like we were in the middle of writing all of that, and we were about to do a. Uh, finally, we were ready, and we were about to like start pitching it and trying to see about if anybody wanted to put out. An LP was like what we were gonna, what we were thinking at first. <clears throat> well, after that, uh, kind of didn't. Uh, we kind of thought about it, and then uh, a little more, and then uh, Miracle Drug had hit us up, and they were like, "Hey, we want to do a split with you," and we all really wanted to do the split with Miracle Drug because we really like Miracle Drug as people. We played with them a few times. Um, by that time that they had asked us, we had played with them already a few times, so we had already established that friendship. <laughs> and um, we were just, like, uh, down to do it. And this guy named 
Chris, uh, under Trip Machine Labs, he wanted to put it out. Well, so finally we were like, all right, let's take two songs and we'll do that split. We, uh, at the same time, Chris had hit up Jacob and uh, was like, I want to do the Kiss of Peace and the two uh, Despise Nation of Fear and Harsh Reality all on an LP. And um, told us about how he had done the same type of thing with Jukai and things like that. And he really felt like he was like, I think uh, you guys will do fine. And uh, that's very nice of him to say, but we did not think that at all. So <laughs> we uh, we never think highly of ourselves. So, I mean, that, that always happens anyways. But, uh, yeah, and that's how that kind of came about. So um, it was a real uh, cool – and it kind of came about pretty quickly too, um, so it was a really cool way how it uh, came up. Did you guys have to like um, mix or master any of the older songs to be on trilogy? Yeah, um, we redid, uh, we remixed and mastered all of it actually <coughs> uh, before we put it on the before we put out trilogy. So I mean, trilogy does sound better uh, to us than the other recordings do um but uh so we we appreciate it more so people listen to trilogy <laughs> than yeah. listening to the real the real kiss of peace <laughs> so so jumping forward to that um split that you guys did with uh miracle drug you guys put them out on trip machine labs um i went to their website and i i think it's the craziest thing that um they still advertise their MySpace. Yeah, it, he is a he's a bit behind on the times. Okay, so. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if he was doing that um, just as like a joke, or maybe they haven't like um, updated. I mean, he could. He could. I'm honestly not a hundred percent sure, but uh, he he could just have not taken it off. Or he could really think that some people still use MySpace. I don't know what Chris thinks. So, yeah. but because I don't know if uh, I don't think. Well, he has an Instagram, but I don't remember if he has a Twitter or not. But yeah, <laughs> he's uh, but he's great. So. Okay, speaking of Twitter and Instagram, I stumbled across your Twitter, but it seems like you haven't been active for a while. No, I've been kind of living off the grid for a minute so were you just not a fan of twitter anymore or you just wanted to kind of uh stay um, away from all the noise i i just uh as uh, corny as it sounds going through some things so i just went on ahead and just was like i'm just gonna take a social media break and i because if you look at uh, if you stumble across my <laughs> Facebook too, it's the same thing. Like, uh, I have a, I only get on there. I only have that actually still, um, for our messenger because that's where the peace of mind chat is. So, uh, that's the only reason why I kept that up. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I've just been taking a break. Um, kind of, it's kind of been really nice actually. It's, uh, kind of it's strange being away from the chaos but it's cool at the same time because like we're at ldb and then i heard about all this stuff and i was like what in the world are y'all talking about (laughs) so people had to fill me in i feel like an old like a legit old man now so 
Okay. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember what stuff you're talking about, but I have a good idea of what you're talking about. Um, oh, I mean, necessarily just anything that's on the internet, not necessarily anything, one thing specific. So, okay. All right. Then maybe I'm just diving too deep into what you're saying. No, you're good. <laughs> um, I can understand why. <laughs> did you ever have an Instagram? Cause I couldn't find that. I, uh, I tried looking I for, okay. yeah, I did. I just went on it and deactivated it. So, <laughs> but yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to apologize. It's, it's all good. Because beforehand, I'll like to go and um, uh, kind of take a peek and uh, you know see if I can find some uh, things that we have in common. But it's totally fine. Uh, sorry, <laughs> no, you're all good. But um, no. I definitely understand like what it's like to be like away from uh, like social media and just like so many things like happen so fast like. Uh, it was two weeks ago. I uh, got like really like upset and like I smashed my iPhone. So I was like without a phone. And luckily, I remember I had like a super old like iPhone six plus like tucked away with like all this random stuff in my room. So yeah. I, I like went and grabbed that and like the screen was like, you know, like super cracked um but it was still able to like do like basic functions like you know make phone calls text messages um, yeah but it was definitely like out of date like i couldn't even like upgrade to the newest uh, software because it was just like uh it was just like so bad and like the phone was so slow so oh yeah <laughs> i was just like just like rocking like this really old phone and like i realized that like i couldn't use like like you know like my normal like you know cell phone functions like you know being on twitter and instagram because everything was just like super slow and i just didn't have the patience to like sit there and let it load so for like about yeah it was like about a week like i, I didn't really go on and um like it was kind of weird because like I, I didn't realize like how much i actually just would like sit there and just scroll for like hours on end so like, oh yeah the fact that i had a, a real bad tendency of just opening my phone and like i'll scroll past like three posts and be like all right i'm done and, then I'll get <laughs> off. and that was kind of like so that was when i finally that was kind of how i made that uh final decision to make to get off but yeah that or i just like do what you're saying just keep scrolling aimlessly and then i realize i've scrolled all the way into two days ago <laughs> you know yeah what gets me is um I, i'm like a like i'll just sit there and like, I'll, I'll find like one like meme and I'm like okay like that's kind of entertaining like i i want to like see what like the new memes are so like i'll just go on these like you know like rabbit holes of like memes and uh, like <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's so like ridiculous because like i'll just sit there and just like die of laughter and just like think about how like thankful i am that the internet exists but at the same time it's like <laughs> fuck like i could have been doing something like way more productive instead of like looking at these stupid pictures uh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. <coughs> but, yeah, now it's been, uh, what's weird is I was just like, I don't know. I just find myself spending more time just, uh, with my girlfriend and my dog. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to focus on myself right now with, uh, uh, getting off of all that. That's awesome. So, it, it, I, yeah. I feel like, um, you gotta like you you know you gotta make sure like you're right with yourself before anything else like growing up i was um 
I, I was always more concerned about like other people being happy. Yeah. Like before my own and like mm-hmm. just like the like past couple of years, I've like had to like, you know, learn to be selfish, like about like, yeah, my, like my time and my happiness. Um, cause like in like the yeah. big scheme of things, like, you know, a lot of people just don't care about you and, um, you shouldn't like, you know, put a lot of effort into like people who aren't going to be actually there for you when you need them in the long run. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I'm at too, but yeah. So, okay. So let's jump forward. It's 2019. Um, last year you guys, um, talked about putting out, um, a seven inch, uh, if I'm correct with, uh, save inside records, how's that yep. coming along? Um, it's good. It's on the last, uh, part of it. Finally, like <coughs> we, had, we just have to send it off to get like mixed and everything and then it's done. Um, so, uh, I'm really stoked for the record. We've been, we We've been playing some of the songs live. Like if if anybody's seen us within at least like the last year and a half, we've been playing this song called Eschaton for a while. Um, that song's on that record, um, and it's got there's uh, some cool guest guest spots on the record, so it'll be pretty sick. Uh, I'm stoked uh, for the record to come out and for everybody to hear it. Um, it's a uh, I'm really excited to finally start playing these songs because we have, you know, a whole record's worth of songs that we haven't been playing. <laughs> so uh, I'm stoked to finally do that. Um, we're playing a new, we're playing a show on Thursday with Death Threat, and uh, we're gonna um, play a new song at that show. Actually, so pretty stoked. So how does a band from Tulsa link up with uh, Save Inside Records who are based out of San Diego, California? Um, Bert just, uh, I guess it was kind of literally around the same time as the split came about, um, believe it or not. It was about like a week later, Bert came to us and uh, yeah, I was asking about doing a record and at the time we happened to have songs ready so we we're like yeah we could pretty much kind of go record them uh as soon as we possibly could i was still in my touring cycle a little bit then so i would uh like i did the last summer's warp tour and i did the <laughs> one before that too so both summers i was gone and then uh like we had done some other stuff that and kind of put a little bit of halt on the record, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of worked out though with trilogy and then with the split, um, coming out first, uh, for, to prepare it and to, uh, prepare and help like, uh, promote this record, the new record on safe inside. Okay. You, brought up warp tour so i have to ask um what bands were you out with um like the last warp tour and the year before that uh last year i was i did two bands for uh the majority of warp tour i did unearth and i did harm's way uh and then the year before that i was with the acacia strain so 
That's awesome. Um, the I, t- I talked about this before too, and I'm sure people are sick of hearing it. But um, uh, two years ago at Warp Tour, I did one date with Falling in Reverse. Um, oh, so you, you know Josh? Um, so. I, I used to work for this merch company and my buddy Danny, um, he, he is like the merch guy for the ghost inside. Yeah, so, I know Danny. Oh, really? Dude, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's I'm so really funny. good friends with Danny. Dude. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Danny's a really good guy. So we um, met at this uh, merch company and he was just like a really good guy. Um, you know, he uh, was just cool and just really nice. And like, I knew that he was in that world. So like, I would always bug him. I'm like, dude, um, I, I want to be a merch guy, like, like hook it up, like, you know, help me get my foot in the door. So um, I would just like pester him like all the time. And yeah. um, he, uh, he asked me, he's like, oh, he's like, hey, I, I got hired to work for Falling in Reverse. Like, it's going to be crazy. Like, do you want to like help me out? So I was like, hell yeah, like, let's do it. Like, I, I don't really care to get paid. Like, I just want to go and do this. So him and I um, did the the Pomona date of uh, Warped Tour two years ago. That's that, sick. Yeah, it was actually pretty Oh, funny. I remember that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I remember seeing him there, and I was like, what in the world are you doing here? And, uh, yeah, and he was telling me. He was like, oh, I'm going to fall in reverse today. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That's crazy. That's so, I, honestly, I could have seen you, like, in passing there for all we know. But, yeah, because yeah. I, I do remember like just a ton of like his like friends were were coming over saying, oh, my God, like, how are you? Like, you know, because like they hadn't seen him in a long time. Yeah, because he had uh, that wreck was not that long before that. Yeah, that, I think that was the first time I had seen him, too. Actually, now I think about it. OK, so. Uh, yeah shout out to danny um the ghost inside actually announced today that they're playing a show um i think it was july 13th if i'm remembering oh yeah i heard about that that's pretty sick they're all back together yeah funny story about the ghost inside so uh my my house uh in oklahoma when we moved here we started letting bands crash all the time and ghost inside stayed here good like probably two or three times but i have no idea if any of them remember me uh except for jim riley but uh because i actually i still talk to him but uh yeah that's pretty funny so that's crazy um what made you uh start like wanting to open you up your house to letting bands stay there oh uh we used to let <laughs> all the time every uh, shit ton of bands have stayed here uh my parents were always like if my i wouldn't let my son uh, or i wouldn't want my son to like sleep anywhere shitty on tour type of situation so i'll open up like our house to someone else you know kind of um so they were just like uh that was their mindset and they always would help out and uh sometimes sometimes we fed people and things like that. So, yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. I, I feel like I would be, like, paranoid about um, just, like, crazy stuff I going never, on. Luckily, I never had, like, anything stolen. But I never had anything out either that was, like, worth taking. So, um, we weren't, like, stupid. Uh, but if, I mean... People would tell me too, like, oh, that guy is a little sketchy or something like that or another. So, I mean, I was told that at times when bands stayed at my house. <laughs> so, but luckily, but yeah. no, nothing, nothing ever, like, popped off. Nope, which was great. That's cool. So, 
Um, damn, that's cool. I, but yeah. um, I, I've definitely brought this up before, so like, I feel like I'm, I'm always talking about this, but it's fine. I, I've always wanted to uh, do merch because I, I thought it would be cool, but um, I've just uh, never wanted to actually leave my corporate job to uh, risk doing it. Yeah, um, see, that's the thing about it is, like, you got to get, like, Danny and some of our other friends, they're all in, like, a much bigger world of it uh, than, I mean, I kind of never got that uh, opportunity, uh, like, how they all did. So that's kind of why another reason why I kind of just was like, I'm just going to go back to normal working a normal job because I was sick of being stressed out all the time um, with like not having jobs and stuff uh, so I don't know um, but yeah it's a, it's a little bit of a stressful world but if you can make it work more power to you because I have some friends that like like one of my friends he uh, is a litter, he has like a whole year planned out uh, because he works with one one group and he gets paid a retainer too, so like whenever they're not touring, he's still getting paid, which is pretty wild. But it works out. So yeah, sounds like a pretty sweet gig. I've also mentioned this guy before on the podcast. Um, uh, he's from Chicago, if I remember correctly. Uh, his name's Thad. Thaddeus. Yep, he's one of my best friends too. Thaddeus okay. is great. I talk to him like every day. Okay, so he's out with Cannibal Corpse right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. I met Thad for the first time. I was dropping off merch for uh, Crown of the Empire, and yep. um, he was oh, that merch were guy. Were you with Absolute? Were you with Absolute merch last year? Um, I was. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but we can talk about that later. But anyways, um, uh, so I was dropping off merch uh, for Crown of the Empire, and then I had met Thad, and like working that job, I I, w- I would meet people from all sorts of bands. I, I'm meeting like you know, um, like their bunch of different merch guys, people in bands, whatever. And yeah. normally, like I I just assume people don't remember who I am, but it wasn't until um I. Uh, got asked to oh it was with Danny again so shout out to Danny um he uh, oh, yeah. got me this gig to work for a day to remember at their self help fest and mm-hmm. um I, I remember we got there early because like we had to count in like all the merch and um Thad was there and he was just like hey like what's up and he actually like remembered me and um I found out he was like a like an actual like hardcore kid and um it was actually yeah. pretty cool so I was like okay this guy's awesome like I'm stoked that he remembered me and I wasn't just some like random person to him. Yeah, he's he's the man. Me and uh, he honestly, if it wasn't for him on last year's Warped Tour, I probably would have left uh, because, like, I would have left the tour early and just said fuck it. Um, because uh, yeah, he was my saving grace. So he's great. Damn, that's crazy. But, um, so you said you did merch for Harm's Way and Unearth. So did you just have to set up their tents like right next to each other? Yeah, they were both on the same stage. Uh, so, I mean, it was pretty easy for me. Uh, you know, you just, they both didn't have... I was very... Uh, I was like, you know, you can't have a ton of merch because I have to have X amount of time to be able to set up and everything in the morning. Um, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't... Honestly, it wasn't terrible. Uh, 
I was just in a really bad mood the whole time I was there. So that I harms working with harms away was great. I love those <laughs> dudes. They're f- fucking fantastic. Um, if I was still touring, that would be a band I'd try and work for again. And I would a hundred percent would have, if they would have asked me probably, uh, but they like to do merch themselves. They don't need a merch guy, honestly. So, um, but, uh, yeah, and on Earth's great too. I was just in a bad mood there. I just didn't want to be on Warp Tour, so. <laughs> who did you I had have also, to, oh, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I had also burnt my scalp like the first day, so I was pissed in the beginning. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so I'm not like uh with my complexion. Like I've never gotten sunburned before, so. Oh yeah, I was. That was my dumbass fault. Um, I had like shaved my head right before it was at that Pomona, uh, the Pomona production day, um, at Fairplex. Yep. And uh, yeah, I was just walking back and forth from that dropship area back to my trailer, and eventually I burnt my burnt the top of my head, and never thought to put my hat on. So <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. I was. Uh, I was so mad at myself like <laughs> later that day. I was like, I, I know I knew what to do. I just didn't do it. So <laughs> one of those situations, but yeah, it's all right. Okay. So you guys have, um, the show at death rat next week yep. and then you guys have that knock loose, uh, tour coming through. Yeah, the Sanction, Higher Power, Harm's Way, Acacia Strain one. That'll be a cool show. I think that's a, that's a cool tour. I, what, I definitely what, um, like all those bands. Yeah, all every band is great. Um, even, like, I mean, uh, I like Acacia Strain still. Like, they their last record was actually really fucking good. Um, and then, I mean, Deadwalk, obviously, and 3750, obviously. And then, uh, like, Wormwood was pretty all right. Um, yeah. I was indifferent about Continent, to be honest. That was just my opinion. I know everybody else loves it. But, yeah, I th- it'll be a good show. So... But what sucks about that show uh, in Oklahoma, so in Tulsa is that show, and then in Oklahoma City is Power Trip and Red Death, and like all the hardcore kids are like, what do we do? But, I mean, I'm playing the Knoxville show, so I'm going to be at that show. So, <laughs> but yeah. Kinda How sucks. far apart are those two shows? Uh, it's in about... It, from venue to venue, probably two hours. Like, so close enough. It's, it, it like, uh, that's like bizarre for that to ever happen, for there to be two shows like that on the same day, because both shows are going to do well. But, uh, aside from hardcore kids, both shows pull different crowds. So it'll be all right. Yeah. It just sucks for us because we don't get to see Red Death or Power Trip. So. <laughs> but I've seen Power Trip a million times. I just want, uh, but they're always great. And I mean, I've toured, I've toured before with Red Death, but I love that band, so I would definitely go see them a million times. <laughs> so yeah, actually, uh, the last time I saw Red Death, they played with Power Trip. It was, um, it was, it was uh, it was Red was Death. Was it that Life and Death tour? 
No, um, it was oh. Red Death, Sheer Mag, Power Trip. Um, oh yeah, they did that tour. Yeah, saw them on that one. And, oh, Fury uh, was on that. Yes, Fury played, and yeah, we drove down to San Diego for that show. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that tour was sick. Uh, they did like a, a Life and Death tour with Terror. It was like Terror, and actually Power Trip was on that too, and so was Fury. It was Fury, Red Death, uh, Harm's Way, Power <laughs> Trip, and Terror. I think that was it. There may be one more band. I feel like, I always feel like there's one more band on one of those, but <laughs> I could be wrong. So you got um, that those two shows coming up. Um, is there anything else like lined up? Like in the coming months, because I I know you said that you guys have oh. to like normally have to travel, but um, like are there like yeah. active promoters like in your uh, area that um, try to book shows more regularly? Um, yeah, we have uh, we're doing three shows with Vamakara in May. Okay, um, that's leading up to the Rumble. Uh, well, they play the Rumble, okay. and then we're on the um, the last three dates of it with them um, on their way back west. And then uh, it ends in Tulsa, though. Uh, that's as far as they go, and then they just – I guess they just drive straight home. Uh, but um, then we do Promcore, and there's another thing called Spring Slam. That's in Colorado Springs coming up, and uh, we're gonna play that, and then we're gonna do a tour in August with Stepping Stone, and I believe No Option is on the tour. Uh, the guys in Stepping Stone are setting that up, so that's all that we have like lined up for now. Do you know um, is that a full U.S. with Stepping Stone? No, unfortunately, it's just <coughs> the East Coast. Uh, they may be doing a full U.S., but we are only on the East Coast part. Um, I know that. And then, uh, but we're trying to come out West, hopefully soon. I was literally talking to Ryan from Absence of Mind about it today. Um, and so I'm hoping maybe something around Spring Slam, we might figure something out, but uh, I'm waiting to find out, like, the exact dates of that fest and then what bands are on it because I'll potentially like do something with a band that's on the fest if possible. But uh, if not, it's not the end of the world. So um, how do you uh, have that relationship with uh, Absence of Mind? Um, we played with Frustrated uh, on their like last tour. Um that one guy, Pierce, he was not with them. Uh, I don't know what happened with all that, but because uh, I played at that house before, that 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 I guess that guy booked at. Oh so really? He pro- I get yeah. He's pro- he probably booked a show for my old band. <coughs> um, and Wait, uh, what's your old band? Uh, I was in a band called Ironborn. It was us in a band called Enrage. We played at the Dad's Den. Um, and I guess Rudy told me he was there and he was like, I remember that show. And, uh, but, um, I don't, I didn't meet him there. And then we, but anyways, we played with frustrated and that's just how we met him. Uh, what's funny is actually we got close with him through Wayne, 
that toxic breed guy. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, but now we're great. And I talk to Ryan like all the time. Uh, they're really good friends of ours. We're definitely going to tour with that band at some point in time. Um, I feel like both of our styles kind of match. We both like Alice and Jane's a lot, so <laughs> it works. I think they're a cool band. I, I just feel like more people need to know about them. Cause I, I, yeah. I've seen them a couple times, and I, I think they're super sick. I, I definitely like what they're doing. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think more people... I think more people need to see them to get it. So People need need to uh feel the vibe i guess (laughs) damn well you definitely laid out like you know pretty much like a good chunk of 2019 so like i'm hoping you guys can get out west because i I definitely would like to see you guys live i I think that'd be pretty awesome oh yeah we'll we'll definitely be out west soon um i just want to do uh when we with us like because now um not really um, with my job as much but more so with everybody else's job <laughs> it's a lot harder to um do stuff sometimes so we kind of have to really plan it out now um a little more in advance so we're i'm hoping we can it'll either be like summer or uh it would be like september october is whenever we would be able to come out west but i want to try and do like all the way up to washington uh so i want to do the whole west coast if possible but yeah that's pretty interesting for you to mention washington i, I feel like they get overlooked like all the time like cause a, lot, well, a lot of tours don't go up there yeah um well it's because it's a real trek to go up there uh <laughs> that's the real that's the big problem uh because you so to get like to that area, you have like a twelve-hour drive, <coughs> say from, uh, say from the San Francisco or anywhere up in the Bay where you would play a show to Portland. You're gonna have about a twelve-hour drive to get all the way up to Portland. Then from there to Seattle is like three hours. That's fine, but from Seattle or Portland to say Spokane. Uh, Washington or Boise, it's like oh eight hours or more. So like the drives like is what kills you. That's why it's a lot harder for bands to tour up there. Because we ju- we went up there last year in May uh, with Orthodox and Chamber. So you mentioned uh, Spokane, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I and I always ask people like because i've been like you know listening to hardcore so I, I used to like you know uh find bands like on myspace so just think about that like jumping from like top eight um and like reading people's bulletin posts um there's this band from spokane washington called uh, made for war and mm-hmm. i i like i don't know what happened to them they literally put out like a a three song demo and one of the songs um they had um uh mexi mike um who sings in um nope. nomads. nomads yeah he used to be in fury yeah. styles he's in yeah. um section hate um so they had him doing guest vocals on their demo and i'm like okay this is actually really cool um but they just never really did anything after that and i'm always curious to like what like what happened to them so like whenever i think of spokane washington like that's like the band that comes to mind is made for war oh hell yeah 
<laughs> I've never heard of them. I'm going to check them out now. So. You know, what's crazy is you can still find um, their uh, their MySpace. I'll, I'll send you their link to their MySpace so you can check them out. But I, oh, I, th yeah. I think it's crazy and cool at the same time that their MySpace is still up so people can still go and check out their music. Hell yeah. That's sick. So, yeah, I want to check that out for sure. Um. That's awesome. Well, uh, I feel like this is a probably a, a good place to end the podcast. But um, before we go, um, I, from time to time, I like to ask people um, like what bands from your area should uh, we be like on the lookout for or should we be listening to right now? Um, shame. Uh, shame is great. They uh, put out an EP last year. Um, they're about to be on some bigger things too, so be on the lookout for that band. Um, uh, yeah, they're great. Um, that's really it from Oklahoma uh, that um, I can really think of that I really want to shout out. Um, but I will give honorable mentions to <coughs> Woe End. Uh, definitely check that band out as well. Um, that band's fucking great. Woe End and Prowl. Prowls from Montreal, fantastic band. Not enough people listen to them, so. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And is there anything you want to shout out or plug before we go? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'll, uh, I'm a, we'll shout out Danny again. <laughs> so. Hell yeah, shout out to Danny. What a nice shout guy. Shout out Danny. And shout out to you, Jamie. Thanks for having me on. This was badass, honestly. Hell yeah. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate you um, willing to um, you know take time out of your day to come on and do this. Uh, it's been fun. Um, definitely would love to have you back on in the future at some point. Hell yeah. For sure. I'm definitely down. Hell so. yeah. That's awesome. Well, all right. Yeah. There it is, awesome. you guys. Um, this has been another episode of the Jamie Rick podcast. Always on top.
See the light. 